Berkshire Football Stories is sponsored by Berks County FC this season. The Swords are playing at Step 6 for the first time and ground share at Binfield FC. Find fixtures at BarksCountyFC.com and get down for a game. Hello and welcome to the Berkshire Football Stories chat podcast with me, your host Rob Davis, Tom Canning. Hello. And Abby Tyshurst. Afternoon. Really, um, really, really great, uh, great name you've come up with there, Rob, for the podcast. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Throwing me under a bus there. Yeah. <laughs> oh, decided that was the name about 30 seconds before the podcast started. And now he's throwing me under the bus. Scandalous. Absolutely disgusting. Well, this is the show where we talk about all things Berkshire football. Uh, this week we'll be covering the highs and lows of Reading women, the uh, results of the FA Trophy and the upcoming draw, and looking ahead to some of the weekend's fixtures coming up. Uh, but first, it's been a little while since we've done one of these, so how has everyone been over the last few weeks? Uh, Tom, we can see you've got a half-painted wall behind you, so you've yeah, made yeah, some progress. Um, little bit of progress. I've got a new Marshall Bluetooth speaker above me, so I can bang out some tunes. Oh wow! Um, from one of the three bands that I know, um, and I've got a little radio as well to listen to the cricket, but that doesn't seem to be on very much at the moment. So oh, the ashes are coming, though. So I know. Worry. Can't wait. Can't wait. So that'll be good. Yeah. Other than that, I'm just in my little dungeon. Oh yeah, Abby. Have you got anything slightly more positive to uh, uh, say at the start of the pod? How has your um, last three weeks been? This beauty has arrived to my Ooh, collection. We can see uh, in the background there, Abby's uh, hanging up a nice uh, new Cavisham United shirt on her wall. It's is a it dream. Just, is that just the only one shirt you've uh, purchased since the last time, or one shirt that's been delivered since the last time we spoke, or is it more? No, yeah, just, just the one, just the one. <laughs> I'm having to reel myself in. <laughs> yeah. There is many in the basket, however. Oh, nice. <clears throat> but I just so. have to look at them occasionally rather than press buy. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you never know. A few drinks tonight and then maybe you'll, uh, on the train back from uh, London, you'll uh, be bullied into buying a few Oh, of drinks. course. Do you know what? I've forgotten all about this. Yes. So today, as we've mentioned I really, I really, really had forgotten all about this. <laughs> yes. Not being funny. Uh as we've mentioned before, we are at an award-nominated podcast. Uh, the Football Content Awards are uh, being given out this evening, and Abby and I will be in attendance uh, to represent football in Berkshire. And Abby, also representing yourself as well. Uh, <laughs> Indeed, nom- and that other podcast I do that we don't talk about. Yeah, we don't, we don't talk about that one, because they are <laughs> direct rivals. But yeah, the uh, you're also nominated in the um, Women's Content Provider Award. Is that correct? Uh, content creator content creator not provider apologies Apologies. Uh, yes so uh we'll be there hopefully next time we speak to you we can be say uh say we're an award-winning podcast rather than (laughs) award nominated but if we gloss over it and don't mention anything you'll know what's happened (laughs) either way abby and i are on for a a good night out this evening on the town on the town exactly (laughs) trip into london where do we get in these football in Berkshire uh, credit cards is what I want to know. <laughs> yeah. When's the expenses able to happen? <laughs> yeah. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Tom's uh, cut that conversation dead. So uh, <laughs> probably. <laughs> you make it sound like we've got money. There is. The, the, I haven't, can't, fin- can't afford to finish painting my wall. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So the dry, our dry cleaning bills are not going to be expensive. No. This no. Evening, no. Oh. 
the shame, shame. Anyway, so we start this week with uh, talking of highs and lows of bank accounts. We go move on to the highs and lows of Reading Women. Abby's already looking slightly glum uh, in the, our video chat here. Uh, but there has been some positives for Reading uh, from the weekend. Um, why do we start there rather than uh, what happened last night? Yeah, I just you, you're you're using the word highs as if there's a plural to Reading so far this season. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, we are off the mark in the WSL. Three goals, three points, and we are tenth in the table. So I mean, that's something to count for. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what happened there. We just, I think, we obviously just realised that the WSL had started five weeks ago and thought, Do you know, what? we'll have a go yeah. and have a go. We did indeed some very convincing goals, and I think importantly, kind of in the first twenty minutes or so, kind of kicked things off, and then in quick succession, a second goal came. So um, Eichland opened the scoring, then Rachel Rowe back from injury. Thank goodness. And uh, in a classic Rachel Rowe, Thunderbolt, I think it was referred to as. Yeah, an absolute beauty of a second goal. And then kind of to finish things off just before before halftime, um, Natasha Dowie opened her account for the for the Royals. So, yeah, a fairly convincing performance from us against Aston Villa and much needed. Very good. Yeah, I was going to say about Rachel Rowe returning. Was there anything in particular that you think has made the difference? Or is it just a um, a, a progression of the, the way they're trying to play or um, uh, anything that sort of stood out that has suddenly brought on this glut of goals? Glut three. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, well, call, yeah. I think you can say that three is a glut, especially when they've had none before. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah well yeah I think no genuinely the return of Rachel has been a massive kind of impact on the squad also I think I've spoken to a couple of other people this week about it as well kind of um Dan Rowe seemed to kind of move slightly more centrally and I think that really suits her much better than playing down the kind of wings um she's she's great at crossing balls in like we've seen that previously um but no one ever seemed to get on the end of it. Whereas this time her playing a bit more centrally seemed to make a real difference. And she is fantastic, like on the ball, kind of driving forwards, but also she's got really great hold up play as well. So she can wait for everybody to kind of, because pace is not a massive thing for Reading. So giving people the chance to push forward and kind of get into those spaces and her being able to do that, I think is what made the difference in the Aston Villa game. Well, so from going so well on uh, sorry Sunday, how... How do you explain what happened last night, especially as you seem to be quite confident going in, judging by a couple <laughs> of uh, uh, radio interviews you did in the lead up to the game? I think I just have to kind of take the blame here, partly, don't I? Because I don't <laughs> have a big in on BBC Barks <laughs> and also another radio thing I did. And me and Ben have been kind of discussing kind of Reading just generally in the last few weeks. And I said to him as well, I was like, this has got a one nil scrappy win all over it. I regret sending that message to him because what happens It's the 93rd minute and a uh, goal goes in against, uh, yeah, I, I didn't watch the game. I'll be honest because, well, it wasn't broadcast. So it's Conti Cup doesn't get broadcast. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, just kind of following along with updates and stuff like that. I, I, I don't know what happened because we seem to have some good chances from what I could follow along by. But just kind of in classic Reading, we just didn't capitalise on. We didn't make the most of them, it seems. So I don't, I genuinely don't know. And Bristol, they were relegated last season. They're currently in ninth. And so, I mean, Conti Cup is kind of their chance to show people what they're made of, really, isn't it? So they've obviously, they obviously wanted it more than us, I guess. Absolutely, yeah. Well, going down to a 90-second winner, 90-second uh, minute goal to lose 1-0. 
not ideal, but uh, onwards and upwards. Who they got at the weekend? Um, well, so there's actually a three week break now. It's international of break. It is. So Apologies. next up on the, I think it's the seventh of November. It's Birmingham. I'm not going to say anything about it apart from the fact Birmingham are bottom of the table. But I'm making no predictions at this point because who knows? Yeah, that worked so well last time. Well, <laughs> um, some more positive results uh, in the men's game in Berkshire. We had three fixtures, three teams in the FA Trophy uh, for the first time. Well, first round of the FA Trophy, the first time in a long time, if not ever. Tom, perhaps you uh, could comment uh, on that. No, because you've always had Slough and Maidenhead. and um... I meant the first qualifying oh, round. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Uh, yeah, maybe. Or the May second well qualifying round. As it May, was. Well, but, be. Yeah. May but, yes. well be. Anyway, uh, Bracknell, Binfield and Thatcher were all represented and all three Berkshire sides progressed through. Um, uh, Bracknell def- uh, winning 3-2 at home to Hartford Town. Binfield eventually going through, coming back from 2-0 down to draw 2-all and win 4-1 on penalties. And Thatcham Town drawing 1-1 uh, with Shuling and winning 3-2 on penalties. Binfield were at North Lee, I should mention. Um, pretty successful weekend, Tom. Uh, any yeah, it was. stand up there? Um, I think it, I felt like when I, when, I was keep, when I was trying to keep up with what was going on at Bracknell, I, I felt like they were cruising. And then, and then it, I, I mean, obviously I wasn't there, but I, I felt like they were cruising. And then it seemed like three two at the end. It seemed that it wasn't quite as uh, quite as easy as as perhaps um, I, I I thought it was. Um, but obviously, Binfield coming back from two down. I mean, I, I must admit, I thought that was dead and buried. Um, I, I, it's not often that I will doubt our our team. But but to North Lee, I just have always been a team that whenever I've been involved with a team that's gone to North Lee or played against North Lee, North Lee, they're just one of those sides that always beat any team that I'm involved with. So it was more just a historic factor than a than a current knowledge of the of the state of the North Lee team. But um yeah and, and then obviously Thatcham winning on penalties as well was was a was a great result. And I think um I think Chris Rackley rolling back the years a little bit there with some he's he's another one sort of historic I've ne- any team I've ever been involved with has never scored a goal past Chris Rackley um, it is one of those I've got quite a lot of those the other one is the old German goalkeeper Bodo Ilgner I never saw him get beaten in goal except for the for the 1990 semi-final it, um, it's, it's one of those but yeah so some some really good results there really strong uh, and obviously they've all um, <laughs> they've all moved on with with Binfield continuing this oddity of no home games and I, I genuinely get the feeling it's because um, I, I think AFC Tottenham have got a hand in this so that, that Binfield are no longer allowed to play FA matches at home um, after they were absolutely torn a new one in a 5-1 defeat at the beginning of last season um, and, I, yes. and I, I, I can't reiterate enough. I think we talked about it at the time, Rob. Um, how bad Totten were, and how amazing. <laughs> just, uh, just everything about that day was 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 watching that game was brilliant. Yeah, Binfield have been drawn away. Um, Hearn how, Bay in Kent. Hearn Bay in Kent. Yeah. Yes. Uh, so not only are they <clears throat> continually drawn away, they seem to be continually drawn away in a region that is not local, you know, they're <laughs> yes. very regularly in, in East Kent, uh, as we've seen with uh, games against Deal in the last two seasons as well. So yeah, they'll be back on the bus, back away uh, to Herd Bay for their games. Rob, can uh, I just, um, can I repeat your joke? Oh, go on then. A Binville fan walks into a pub in East Kent. Afternoon, I'll have the usual, please. Oh, gold, <laughs> absolute gold. 
it, it works better on Twitter. Uh, but yes. <laughs> and, uh, uh, so the uh, bid as we said, away at Hurd Bay, who I believe are also step four. Uh, Bracknell um, are away at Chesham United, who are a step three. The mm. Isthmian League Premier Division side. So that sounds like a tricky game for them. Whereas uh, Thatcham are away at Cinderford Town. Uh, so we might have to give Ryan a call and start up the uh, East meets West again uh, to get a little bit, a little bit of a preview on that game. Uh, so those games are being played on the, in the last weekend of October. So a couple of weeks to wait before we see um, our sides in uh, the FA Trophy again. Uh, right. Anything further to say on the FA Trophy before we move on? No, I just I was suddenly I wasn't suddenly sure that Chesham were step four, but you're right, they are. Uh, step three. Yeah. Step three, sorry. Um, Southern League Premier South. Oh, Southern uh, League Premier. Apologies. Yeah, I, was, I, I just it threw me for a second, but I would say struggling. They've they are 18th after nine games, two wins, four draws, and three defeats. So they are gettable, and you would yeah, think especially with their firepower. Yeah, to be able to get to them, especially as they're looking pretty good so far this season. Right, uh, another cup game. Uh, Abby, you were out at the weekend, avoiding the Reading um, victory in favour of going to see Maidenhead against QPR in the FAWNL plate. How did that one turn out for you? I mean, just before I um, tell you about it, the ulterior motive was because our good little pal, Alicia Povey, was making her debut for Maidenhead. And because I'm such a fangirl of her... I went to support her um, just before Tom gives me some grief about that. Um, <clears throat> I mean, probably one for them to forget, to be honest. Yeah. Uh, it wasn't great. I mean, they'd already been knocked out of the kind of um, the League Cup previously. So they then were kind of dropped down into the Plate Cup. Um, QPR 6, Maidenhead 1. <laughs> it wasn't, yeah. They, I mean, they've played better games. I've seen them play before as well. Um, yeah, QPR just unfortunately kind of sort of capitalised on their kind of the gaps in their kind of defence, I guess. Not Well, not just their defence, actually. But yeah, no, they just kind of snuck in all of the right spaces, basically. And Maidenhead kind of weren't able to deal with it, really. They are having a slightly better season than Maidenhead. So they play in the equivalent division in the east of Maidenhead. So kind of they're playing at the same level. But I think QPR are doing slightly better in terms of where they are in their table. So, yeah, um, they're, Maidenhead are also under a new manager as well, so obviously they're kind of figuring out kind of what's what's best for them, what suits their kind of new playing style and stuff like that. So, um, I mean, it's the cliche of kind of let's just forget that and focus on the league for the rest of the season, I suppose. So, but yeah, no, there was some. It was it was great to see them really, and actually, um, Maidenhead ended up with a penalty, and um, Sarah Thompson took, and unfortunately it was saved. But actually, Vicky Carvel is um, proof why you should always follow up on the rebound because she stuck it in the back of the net. So yeah, it was decent. Um, so yeah, I mean, just kind of they'll obviously focus on the league now. Yeah, well, they'll be focusing on the league, but if you want to focus on cup competition still uh, this month, there's plenty to choose from, isn't that right, Abby? Yes, what a lovely segue that was as well. Oh, come on! <laughs> this there, is why we're a, this is why we're award nominated. <laughs> Um, yes, there is a bonanza of cup competitions, shall we say, in for Berkshire women this season. 
Um, I'm going to do a quick run through of all of them, hopefully, if I remember them all. Um, so we kind of kick things off at the beginning of the, the beginning of the month with the second round qualifying. So Ascot and Caversham made it through um, with wins um, against Ascot beat Tilehurst and Caversham beat Everton in California, which kind of is interesting. If you go and read back my um, kind of manager's thoughts, um, they were Eversley were looking for revenge essentially and it didn't work so yeah we'll be it'll be interesting to see when they play each other their reverse fixture in the league later on in the season um and then with last weekend we obviously had the plate cup with Maidenhead not quite as what how they'd have wanted it to go so yep but then uh and then Conti Cup last night for Reading <laughs> again not how they would have wanted to see it going but we'll focus on the league with that one <clears throat> and then this weekend it's double cup action because it's Barks and Bucks Senior Cup first round, and that's Tilehurst in action. There's only three fixtures there, and Tilehurst is our only Berkshire team. Playing Milton Keynes as well, who are the current cup holders, so that should be an interesting one. And then there's also County Cup first round, and there is eight Berkshire sides in action in that one, I think it is. Um, Caversham play Raysbury, which should be an interesting one because that is Division 1 versus Development Division. So, oh. yep. That's a tough tie for sure. Ouch. (laughs) Yep. Uh, So we'll see how that goes. Um, And then Mortimer versus Thatcher. I'm not sure which Thatcher that is, but again, that's another Division 1 versus either Division 3 South or Development. Um, Then there's Slough versus F4K, which is at Arbor Park. And that's a really great kind of setup to obviously be involved in there. Um, And that is Division 2 versus Division 3 South and Slough kind of um, they won their division last season so that should be an interesting game for both those sides um, and then I think it's Newbury versus Wantage and then Taplow versus Bletchley and then Shinfield versus Stamford in the Vale so they're not but so three not Berkshire sides there but still three Berkshire sides in action so yeah then next weekend after that, it's the FA Cup third round qualifying. So that will be Cabersham and Ascot. And then Maidenhead join us for that one as well. So we'll see how they fare in that. And then the final weekend is Thames Valley League Cup. And there is nine Berkshire sides in action there. So yes, wow. as I said, a bonanza of cup competitions. Absolutely. I'm quite impressive you did that all without checking your notes. So, uh... <laughs> I think I've looked at it so many times now and I've read my own post so many times now that it's just in my brain. This is why our viewing uh, figures on the pages are up so much this month. So, yeah. <laughs> oh, is that what it is? <laughs> <laughs> Abby's That's why that. we're on course for 100,000, because it's me checking our page all the time. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> Very good. Well, away from the women's game, we can move back to the men's game uh, for a bit. And uh, we had, uh, we've been away for a few weeks, so there have been a few results. But um, over the last... Uh, five days hungerford have been in action twice on tuesday night they scored a 2-0 win at home and i've lost my page so i can't see who that was against it was braintree wasn't it yes they beat braintree, braintree on yeah off the top of my head good and but on saturday they lost 1-0 to uh dartford town at in Dartford. There's a bit of a reaction to that one, Tom. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it makes me laugh. Yeah. Um, it's, it's a tale as old as time, isn't it? In, in football, team with lots of resources comes up against team with minimal resources. I think I, I like Pat Chambers' hashtag small but mighty for when referring to his Hungerford Town team. Um, but yeah, t- team with smaller resources doesn't want to let team with bigger resources play. 
and uh, and 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 therefore team with bigger resources gets really angry about it and oh god some of the some of the reaction to it um was was quite something i think loosely described as antics and i, I think i think it's it's luke kearney the hunger for goalkeeper that's wound people up the most but i mean come on goal, when a goalkeeper starts winding people up that's always fun isn't it i mean unless you are the team that he's winding up but i'm sure all of us have been on both sides of this goalkeepers are really annoying they really when they're really good or when they're really good at banter uh, and and ultimately Dartford won this game they beat the goalkeeper and they had the last laugh um I I think uh, I I was listening to the interview from Dartford manager Steve King afterwards and he said oh you know we could have had seven or eight but they play the way they play and you know just so you know maybe you could have had seven or eight but you didn't which suggests that the way that what Dartford did kind of worked the proof is in the final score really and we're just saying about that um, that matchup, the development versus Division One in the in the women's league. If you'd think that the development team are going to go to, so what teams was it? I I, I was listening. Uh, Cavendish United versus Raysbury Village Ladies. Right. If you so, if you think Raysbury Village Ladies are just going to go and play Cavendish United and just like there you go, it's just not going to happen. They're going to try and disrupt them. Surely they're going to try and do everything they can to stop. Caversham, because the the golf in divisions, as I well know, haven't been involved at, at that level. The golf in the divisions is massive in in terms of ability and in terms of of setup. So, um, you know, even in 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 that Dartford Hungerford game, you know, there, there is a golf there. There is a little bit of a golf there. Um, we, I guess, we'll never know what would have happened if if Hungerford had played their slightly slightly more uh, more attractive game, but. Who knows? I just it just always makes me laugh, and I and I guess it, it makes me laugh because I'm a neutral at all of these games now, and I yeah. and I find it funny. But I never yeah. used. To, I must admit, I never used to, but I do now. It's hilarious. Yeah. There you go. Makes you wonder how uh, Dartford would play if they get through in the FA Cup and go up against the Championship side. <laughs> yeah, <either>. yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see at the time, but you know. I think Dartford are. It's understandably frustrating for them, but at the same time, of course, that's that's what it is. You know, you've got to deal, solve the problem in front of you, haven't you? Exactly. Anyway, okay, another side that's been quietly getting on with business over the last uh, few weeks. Someone I wanted to raise is Ascot. Uh, We were looking at the um, combined counties Premier Division North table um, a few weeks back, and we were a little bit um, worried about how all the Berkshire sides seem to be. Uh, in the bottom half, Ascot included. Uh, Windsor were flying the flags, like um, uh, pushing towards the top of the table, but the rest of the Berkshire sides were a bit lower down. Uh, that might have been a little bit um, an unfair guide on uh, Ascot because they did go over four weeks without playing a league game um, in September. So perhaps the league wasn't quite uh, in their favour, but they've been quietly getting on with business uh, recently and are on quite a, a nice little winning streak in the league and, in fact, in all competitions. Uh, they haven't lost since uh, the 11th of September, and that was in the FA Vars, and they haven't actually uh, lost a league game uh, since the since mid-August, the second game of the season, uh, and been quietly going about their business, climbing up the table, and are now sitting in sixth, um, having... One at the weekend at home to North Greenford United. Um, you think they might have an outside 
well, it may be more than an outside shot. Do you think uh, their ambitions of going up are still uh, there to be uh, capitalised on? I'll go through that, Abby. You've probably seen them a couple of... Well, have you seen them this season, Abby? Uh, yes, right at the beginning of the season, I went to go and watch them play. Did I watch... I don't think it was a league game. Did I watch them play a friendly? Maybe. I can't even remember at this point. Yeah. <laughs> I have watched them play this year, yeah. I can't remember what it was for, though. I don't think it was a league game. I'm pretty sure it was a friendly. Yeah, no, I think it's just um, they're on a good old trajectory there, isn't it? I think it's, is it just Harry Laughlin doing Harry Laughlin things and scoring goals? Uh, well, obviously him being um, joint owned now by uh, or joint signed now by Leatherhead, um, you'd think that might have disrupted them and that uh, they wouldn't be able to uh, use him as much. But he has been appearing for them still fairly regularly, so that is still you know. Pretty good. And yeah, he's obviously a very key player for them when he can play. Uh, but yeah, I think, uh, like I say, upward trajectory and we've got games in hand over the, some of the teams ahead of them. I think, yeah, pushing on for a a place uh, towards the top of the table is still very much on the cards for them. Um, probably, I think their keeper seems to be having quite a kind of good, good old time as well, isn't he? I think he made a kind of, I think, who was it? I can't remember who they were playing now, but they, I think they went down to 10, didn't they? And then they were three, two up or something. Mm. And then he made some like mad double save. I think I saw a video of. So I think that was on his, I think it was his a hundred, hundred, a hundredth appearance as well. That was tricky to say. Yeah. Yes. So um, yeah, kind of, it's all well and good to kind of Harry Laffin doing the business at the other end, but he seems to be having a fantastic time in the sticks as well. So yeah, shout out yeah. to him. <laughs> I think they've even uh, had a couple of injuries as well. So hopefully players coming back, uh, especially in defence. In fact, I saw them play earlier in the season against uh, Wokingham and Harry Laughlin actually had to fill in at centre-back because, uh, <laughs> because uh, yeah, they had a player injured um, um, and, uh, yeah, didn't couldn't bring a centre-back off the bench. So, But he looked pretty comfortable there too. So probably a good indication he might be, uh, you know, uh, of, of a higher standard and... Perhaps that jump to step three would would be able to, he would be able to make that fairly easily. Hopefully, pure speculation on my part here, and I have not spoken to to Jamie Tompkins or, in fact, Harry. Pure speculation on my part. Therefore, um, according to football web pages, the ever reliable football web pages, when it comes to the Isthmian League, especially, um, Harry played for Leatherhead twice. Uh, 14th of September, 25th of September. First game, Leatherhead lost 4-0 and the second game, they lost 7-0. So, um, I, I don't know. I'm not sure how how strong that, uh, that Leatherhead link would be. Um, and I think Leatherhead have just changed managers as well. So, uh, as I say, pure speculation on my part. And perhaps if someone's listening to this, they will inform us. One way or the other. I mean, I could go and ask the question as well. That's uh, that's not unreasonable. Mm, very much. Well, Ascot will look to continue their good run this weekend when they face Windsor at Stag Meadow in one of the pick of the games of the weekend. Yes, I just wanted to say, um, I know I did notice that both of Laughlin's goals at the weekend, I think, came from Chris Ellis' throws. Yes. No. Is there someone else? There's your next uh, football and Berkshire knowledge. Is there someone who can throw further than Chris Ellis? Because he has <laughs> very, very... It's like having a corner, basically. Yes. So, yeah. <laughs> anyway, from the side. Anyway, uh, so, yes, there are uh, wins this weekend. So anyone looking for a local derby can head down to Stag Meadow and see our two highest-ranked Berkshire sides in that division. Uh, battle it out there. 
Um, other highlights of the weekend, the FA Cup fourth qualifying round starts. Maidenhead and Hungerford are representing Berkshire. Both sides are at home. Maidenhead are home to Hastings United and Hungerford with quite a tricky tie at home yeah. to Bromley. Uh, yeah. Hopes for the, these ones, Tom? I think I think that Bromley one here, that's tough. Um, yeah. Bromley are going, I believe, quite well in the National League. Um, they are fifth in the National League. So that, I mean, it's, it'll be Dartford all over again, I suspect. Um, that's uh, that's a real tough one. They'll just be having a little Keith Emerson header from a from a corner. Would probably be they'd, they'd probably take that a little one nil win. Yeah. Um, they made Ned have a much better chance. But I think I thought this last season um, and Maidenhead played a step four side and they lost. So who knows? But I think Maidenhead could really do with a confident, confidence boosting win. Yeah, I think they've taken is it two points from their last 21 or something like that. So uh, <laughs> it's a lot. They, they won their first two games of the season and that's it. Yeah. So uh, Maidenhead not on the best run at the moment. But I think it's like two points say, from the last eight. Against the step Sorry? Two points from the last eight, I think. Okay, 24 then. Fine. So, uh, um, uh, yes, hopefully a, a win uh, or a good performance against a step four side will be the boost that they need to kickstart their season there. Um, any highlights of fixtures on the women's side, Abby? For the upcoming weekend or recently? Upcoming <coughs> weekend. For the upcoming. Um, so, I would suggest any of the cup games would go to would be great, especially as there's a few kind of Berkshire ties in there, obviously. Um, so, yeah, any of those really. Obviously, Slough versus S4Ks at Arbor Park as well, and that's a great ground. That was my favourite ground last season that I visited, so that's always a good one. Um, but equally, I think the number one one I would recommend is Ascot versus Slough in Division 3 East. Obviously, it's a Berkshire tie, but also... Ascot are, I think it's Ascot are third and Slough are fourth in the table. And Ascot are currently on a 17-win streak. So oh. they've won all three of their opening kind of games of the this current season. But across the kind of general winning, yeah, they're on a 17-game streak. So, yeah, um, definitely one to watch. And I might Very. even go watch it myself. <laughs> Very good. Very nice. Well, for all the rest of the fixtures, visit Football in Berkshire. Dot com and or dot co dot uk and we will uh let's get the url wrong that was that'd be good <laughs> still this is why we're only award nominated not uh, <laughs> yes but yes uh so visit uh, uh football in berkshire dot co dot uk uh and we'll have all the local football fixtures for this weekend for that for your perusal there um before we go uh well before we go, yeah, one one thing to talk about Abby you wanted to uh, say something on the BT Sport futsal deal Yes, I did indeed. So um, the Futsal National Series has uh, signed a kind of groundbreaking deal with BT Sport so that um, all their kind of, <clears throat> so who is it? It's their men's, so they've got three men's divisions, I think it is, but they're, they're kind of top men's division and their women's North and South divisions are both broadcast live on BT Sport every weekend. So um, Reading Royals made their kind of sport debut last weekend. Um, they the women won eight one over Genesis, who they um they, I watched them play a friendly against them actually, and it's not entirely unconvincing that they kind of won a, a, again this weekend. But obviously, kind of it matters now because there's points in it for them. 
Um, again, our little mate, Alicia Povey, she plays for Reading Royals. So she'll at some point be on the TV for us to watch. Um, I think they normally air in the mornings. Um, it could be on any of the BT channels, though, actually. Um, but typically, I think it's between 10 and 2 is when they n- normally play. So, yes, keep an eye out for them. And fingers crossed for both both men and women's teams, obviously. I mean, Phil Collins is 70. So is it any wonder that they were beaten eight by eight goals? Oh, Tom. <laughs> could see when you said that name that he had something there that he wanted you know his brain started working you could see it in the yeah. you see the, the cogs whirring yeah. <laughs> um i don't have anything to say on that matter tom no, no other old-time rockers in the division no no uh, although i am no, trying no yeah. I am trying to make a big list of ex-pros playing in the Combined Counties League. And so far, I've got James Harper and Rowan Vine. So if anybody can help me with that, I would greatly Ooh. appreciate it. Like I said uh, to you last night, does Dave Tuttle count? He's not playing, is he? No, he's managing. No, no. But, uh, Although, I mean, yeah, maybe. Maybe he does count. You need padding out for this article. Yeah, I've, it, needs so. pa- it seriously needs some padding. So, yeah. So, yeah. If there's any more ex-pro footballers in the division... Uh, that you can think of, get in touch on our Twitter page or uh, any other form. Could have had Ian Selly, but he's he's not at Sandhurst anymore. Who else is there? No, anyway, sorry, we need to finish the podcast. So let, we let's need to do finish that. the podcast. Is there anything else you want to bring up before we get out of here? I have just one other thing. If you read any articles on Football in Berkshire at the moment, you will notice that our usually green logo is currently pink. And that is because we are showing our support for Breast Cancer Awareness Month. So, yeah, there is a, an article you can go and read. And there's lots of information just about kind of um, our local hospitals who you can kind of get in touch with if you're concerned about anything. And kind of some of the football teams who are supporting um, breast cancer campaigns and things like that. So, for example, um, on the back of my lovely Cavisham shirt it's a women's shirt so um the breast cancer now logo is there because they are their sponsor this season um s4k did a little kind of um twitter thread as well so yeah lots to kind of look out for so yeah you might notice that we are pink instead of green currently just to clarify it's pink on the article pages not on the home page um purely because on the home page is way more complicated (laughs) well and also, most of the traffic goes to the article pages. So, risk versus effort versus reward. <laughs> Just to clarify <laughs> that. Yeah. But yeah, some good articles, articles to get your teeth into and a great campaign to support. Right. That's it from us. Um, thank you very much again for listening to our podcast. Hopefully, as we say, we it's our last week of being award nominated and we can be award winning going forward but uh i've been your host rob davis and i've been ably supported as always by tom canning say goodbye tom bye and abby tysterst see ya and we will be with you again next week bye 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 berkshire football stories is sponsored by barks county fc this season the Swords are playing at Step 6 for the first time and ground share at Binfield FC. Find fixtures at barkscountyfc.com and get down for a game.